Welcome to Can We Just Say, a guilty pleasure podcast for airing your grievances and sharing your passions. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelly. And we are so excited to be talking about Terrace House. This is one of mine and Sarah's shared guilty pleasures. Yes. We've gone through many, many seasons of roller coasters of this show together. And we have been blessed in this quarantine to receive part three of Tokyo 2020. And it is so juicy. Oh my god, yeah. It is I, so delicious. I did not expect us to get any Terrace House in this mm-hmm. quarantine. It was a gift for it to come last week to us. Do you know, one of my friends tried to tell me about it. She's like, oh, Sarah, did you hear Terrace House? New part three is open. Did you hear that I'm already finished with it? I, I had to send her an audio message and I was like, girl, if you think that I have not already watched this and freaked out about it, you are out of your mind because I am done. And it was so wild. Yeah, it's rare. So if you are not familiar with Terrace House and you're listening to this video or video audio (laughs) podcast, just because you want more content from us. Just because you want to hear our voices. Yeah. Thank you. Then like kudos to you. But um, so Terrace House is a Japanese, to call it a reality show feels... It, like, it feels like a disservice for yes. what it is because American reality TV shows are such trash. Yeah. But this is literally, they put cameras inside of this house and you watch these roommates mm-hmm. go to work, go to school, do everything that they would do. So it's a mix between like the real world and Big Brother, but everything is completely, like they're still living their lives. They're mm-hmm. still going to their jobs. They still go see their families. And it's not like a contest. There's no, no prize at the end. Like a lot of people go into it because they're looking for inspiration or like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or something like it that. It is treated very much like a dating show. Yeah. Um, at least for a lot of the people. Very rarely do people come in that are in relationships So, yeah, everyone has a goal that they want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's really weird, like, I just don't understand how young people work, and I'm developing an app, and I want (laughs) to study everybody. It's very bizarre. bizarre. Um, One other important thing to note is that it is not the same cast members throughout the duration of the year Mm -hmm. that this takes place. People are free to come and go as they want, and so if they feel... After two weeks, they have accomplished what they want to accomplish. They move out. Some people move in, and then they just never leave. Yeah. Some people have been there for, like, eight or nine months. Mm -hmm. Like, way longer than they probably should be there. Well, in the first Tokyo season that we watched, Armand stayed there the entire time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he just never left. So he lived there for almost an entire year. He just really loved the experience. But we are talking about Tokyo 2019-2020. I'm so excited. Let's just start from the beginning. Because okay. can I just say, this was the most disappointed I have ever been in a show's return that I can remember in recent history. Yeah. And that is because I have fallen madly in love with Pepe. Oh, yeah. He is an Italian manga artist who relocated to Japan because that was his dream, was to become this manga artist. That's so cute. And he is just so sweet and so wonderful. And in this first episode, 
So they ended with a cliffhanger yes. with Hana and Pepe. Yes. And he took her out on that, like, hotel date. I I just rewatched it where, yes. like, he bought her, like, pink roses and he was like, the pink roses symbolize, like, a love that is not, like, fully formed yet, but, like, you know. I want to see how our love can bloom like these pink roses. Yes. And he took her to this, like... Rooftop bar. That just oversees all of Tokyo and they were dressed to the nines and Mm -hmm. he bought her a very expensive dinner and got her all these drinks. And this is what she wanted. She said this was her ideal date. Right? She said that on the date, like, oh, I've never had a date like this. I've always wanted to. Yes. And so the cliffhanger was him saying, I would like you to be my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And in this opener, she just is like, I don't know you well enough to date you, even though we're best friends in the house. I don't get that. So, like, that is one of my number one confusions with this show and, like, Japanese culture in general, like, as we've seen through this show. Mm -hmm. So many of these couples, the people who could be couples, don't happen because they say they don't know each other well enough. And I know that, like, intimacy is an issue. Like, PDA especially has been, like, a huge problem on this show. Like, remember Armand holding that girl's hand and she was like... I'm not ready to date you. And he's like, whoa, I didn't know that that was what I was doing with my hand-holding. Right. But this happens all the time where these couples that we, as the viewers, think, like, are perfect for each other are like, oh, I don't know you, though. Like, yes, we're good friends, but I don't know you. So I can't date you to get to know you because that's too serious. It's very strange how they have this approach of I can't date somebody unless I feel like I know them well enough that I would be comfortable marrying them later. It seems like they have to be certain that this person is for them, not to just... Because they they also have a really hard time differentiating what is a date and what is a hangout. Oh, yeah. And so if you have two people that are hanging out and getting to know each other and they go out to a meal and an activity and then the man pays... A lot of these women are like, no, that was just us being friends. And I still don't understand. It's very, very bizarre to me. And so in this opening episode, Hana just crushes Pepe. Breaks his beautiful little Italian heart. And then after that, so one of the things that really struck me about Pepe is he talked about how, like, as an Italian in Japan, people think he's, like, these, this ladies' man. And, mm-hmm. like, he said, I don't know how to move from friends to dating. He's great at talking to girls, but, like, they don't think that he's flirting. They just think that he's talking to them. And I wrote, I get you, honey. Oh, my God. Like, because I, I feel like I have the same problem where I meet people that I have, like, crushes on or just, like, casual, like, oh, that person's attractive. I could see myself, like, liking that person or mm-hmm. getting along well with them. And then... I don't also don't know how to go from like very easy conversations with that person to being like, no, I'm actually interested in you romantically. And that just sucks for him. And yeah, yeah I mean, he already, he figured out a way to do it. He took mm-hmm. her on this beautiful date. He yeah. got her these flowers. He's like, here, I'm shooting my shot, right? And then for her to still be like, what? And he even told her. So Hannah had already said that she was leaving the house. So this date was her last hurrah. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I would like to leave with you and continue dating you. And she was just like, nah, I don't think I can do that. And so I wasn't disappointed in that their relationship didn't work out because I'm not a big fan of Hana. No, she, she's kind of mean and cold. She and was like, very 
Yeah. And she was catty earlier in the season, and it was just a lot of things that kind of made me feel like she was not good enough for my boy. What disappointed me the most is that I had been looking forward for six months. The last chunk of episodes came out, like, what, Christmas Eve? I think so. Because I remember I was like, ooh, what a beautiful gift to myself. Yeah, it's Christmas like Eve. Yeah, yeah. I have been waiting to see Pepe again. And then he announces he is leaving. I know. In the opening, like, ten minutes of the show. I know. I was crushed. But can I just say, that scene of him at the konbini, where, like, his manga finally got printed in, it was, like, in a volume, and he went to, or no, it was in a magazine. It's his first ever run in a magazine. Because he said that was his number one goal in life, was to have a manga printed in a Japanese magazine. And he went by himself to, like, a bodega convenience store, and he's sobbing in the magazine aisle by himself. He picked up, like, all eight copies they had in the magazine rack, and he's like, I would like to buy all of these. Is that okay? And the woman's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. You can buy as many as you want. And he went, oh, I don't have enough cash for all of them. (laughs) Correct. And then the little old lady working at the shop was like, oh, I'll be your biggest fan. And, like, I will tell everyone to buy it. And, like, good good luck. Congratulations. Just, like, umedito. I'm so excited for you. It was so cute. It was the most heartwarming scene. So, yes. I almost cried. I I was dying. There were a couple different times that I cried during this. The other time that I surprised myself by crying is also in this episode when Ruka announced that he was leaving because I have never liked that kid no. and he had the dumb this guy wanted to be a chef so many guys want to be chefs on no this not show. a chef he wanted to be spider-man do you remember that okay he had a lot of aspirations <laughs> I ignored his whole superhero <laughs> period of his life but he literally wanted to be spider-man yeah they were like oh cool you want to like work for marvel and he was like no I want to be spider-man like I want to be bit by a radioactive yes. spider he's such a weirdo he's a lunatic but he yeah. was trying to learn how to cook for himself and so he boiled noodles and dumped a couple of eggs in the boiling water with the noodles oh, and yeah. then some pasta and then drained it all and then ate all of it and it's referred to as the broccoli pasta incident oh my god it was so bad and so he brought this up during his i'm leaving announcement mm-hmm and he did his entire announcement in English, which was very impressive because he started learning English to work at a Marvel yeah. cafe because he was like, if I can't get bit by a radioactive spider, I might as well I'm- serve coffee that looks like <laughs> Spider-Man, I guess. <laughs> I so I almost cried. I was just very emotional, probably, that the show was back, that all my people, all of my best friends were there. But yeah. Well, so one thing I'm realizing, so we've been watching Terrace House. This is the fourth season that I've watched. One thing that I'm realizing is my favorite characters are the ones that are, like, ambitious and successful. So even though the show itself is kind of geared as a romantic experience, right, and people go there, like, the first question they ever ask anybody, any new member is, like, are you single? What's your type? Which is such a, like, bizarre first meeting question. Also, for what we just touched on, how this is such a weird dating sphere in this country... They are incredibly open about when the top three questions they always ask when a new person comes mm-hmm. in, how old are you, are, what is your reason for being here, and when did your last relationship end? Oh, yeah. They're very interrogative. And then they want to know what's your type? Yeah. What's the ages? Like, they want to know all of the dirty details. And you can see in their eyes when, like, somebody says something that you're like, oh, that's me. And you're like, they like... It's like pinpoint daggers, like, oh, yeah, man, like, I'm me, into you. Me, me, Oh, man, that just reminds me of, like, the wildest, the ending. I, we can't get, I know, into, it. We I, can't get into it yet. But 
I'm I'm realizing that like so my favorite characters from other seasons like Pepe I really love Pepe I really liked Kauri from the season who was the like artist mm-hmm. who left um, but then in other seasons like Subasa and Takachan and like Takapapa <gasps> and Shohei mm-hmm. like they were all like very sentimental and very earnest very honest like people but they also like all had very successful lives outside of the house which I think is important because the people who get like too wrapped up in the house or have nothing going on besides the house are the ones that end up leaving and you're like fine bye yeah I mean at the end of last the last chunk of episodes I was like Ruka will you please just get out Mm -hmm. I understand you have no life skills but you are bringing nothing to this experience for me And so I was very relieved that he was leaving. But yeah, I totally feel the same way. And what's funny is sometimes those people aren't the ones that get the most airtime because they are so busy Mm -hmm. being at work and doing their own things like Rio going off and he's a professional basketball player. Yeah. And so there's some episodes where they don't have them at all. The only time you hear about them is people being like, oh, where is Rio? Oh, he is at basketball. And then that (laughs) packages that up nicely for the episode Mm -hmm. and then we move on. I did like that part where Terrace House is about mean people who inspire you. That was cute. I like that they wrote that. Yeah. Okay, so then after Ruka and Pepe and Hana left, there was like a huge influx of new people, which is wild for this show. It usually doesn't happen. It'll usually be one person at a time, and now they were bringing three new people into the apartment. Yeah, so they brought Vivi. Emika was already there, right? No, no, no. Because uh, Emika yeah, oh yeah, was Emika's, the sushi. Oh my god. <sighs> Let's talk about Emika for yes, a minute. Yes, please, because she is a lunatic. So she was the one that she went on that date with Rio. She she wore, like, the, her and Hana were fighting over him. Yeah. Right? And, and so then she wore her, the t-shirt from his game. Yes. And then those fancy earrings, which she, oh, we just got back from dinner and I don't have my earrings on. Where could they possibly that be? That was driving me nuts. Yeah, well, she, like, forced him into that date, too. Like, he she strong-armed casually him. mentioned, like, oh, thank you for wearing my fan gear to support me. I owe you sushi or whatever. And so she was like, oh, do you remember when you said I would... Where I am going to pick the most expensive sushi place in all of, like, Shibuya. act like we had, like, fucking sex on the sushi bar while we were there. And she knows Hana likes well, him. Well, maybe he did get some sushi. Oh, uh, goodness. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. So, I remember hating Emika. Oh, with, yeah. For the airings thing. But then, like, I don't know. She had so many ups and downs this season. Well, okay, when so. Topas came... I was like, oh, maybe you're not so bad. And then she started acting weird again. And I don't know what to think about her. So the other part of the show, if you haven't watched it, there is um, segments of the show. And there's the segments where you're watching everyone live. And then there are um, breaks where the commentators come in. And oh, I love the commentators. It's like you're watching with your friends. It's six different commentators. Usually it's all the same cast that have seen most of the seasons. Mm -hmm. Some people cycle in and out or they have guest stars. But they kind of break down what just happened and give their own points of view. And they had a lot of theories that she... Because the weird thing about Tara's house is they release episodes while the people are still living in the house. Yeah. So they get together and they watch the episodes are, that are released. They get to see what the commentators are saying about them. They still have access to social media so they can read all the mean things that people are saying about them. Yeah. And so they have That's a theory. That's so weird to me. Oh, it's... I would hate that. I would absolutely hate it. 
the commentators had a theory that Emika saw how she was being portrayed, and so she tried to kind of put herself in a better light mm-hmm. by going after Topas, which I thought he was just darling. He was so cute. Well, that's what I said. So when I was, when they were first together, and Topas was like so earnest and gallant and just like awkward as hell. But then Emika, like, really mellowed out with him, and I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe that just goes to show that, like, people mellow out when they're not trying so hard, because, like, Rio is this, like, famous basketball player, and he's, like, super hot and super nice, and so all the chicks are, like, gaga about him, and then, like, little Topas comes in here, and he's like, hello, I really like you, I like your style, you're very quiet like me, and let's be quiet together, and she was like, okay, and then, yeah, and then they were like, well, she cried at that one episode when we said she was a conniving bitch. And so, like, maybe she is a conniving bitch. She's just bitch. trying to save face by going out with this really nice guy. And I was like, ooh, maybe. I don't know. Because, She's too confusing. So, just to jump ahead, because I don't know if this will come up once we get later on into the mm-hmm. episodes. Because then she did that weird thing where the night that her and Tomas, they did end up dating. And they were leaving together. Yeah. A new, rich, successful businessman moves into the house, and he said something like, uh, what was it? I think you're beautiful or something. And she was like, oh, you know, or, no, he was like, oh, it's going to be so difficult to try and decide between these two girls who I have a spark with. And she was like, why are you discluding me? Yeah, that was so weird. And he was like, well, you're leaving with Topaz. And she was like, we could have a spark tonight and start something really great. And then Topaz was like, please do not. Yeah. Literally, please do not do this in front of my face. She's such a weirdo. So, yeah, I don't completely trust her. That was a weird ride. Well, and I was thinking she has kind of like Ami energy. Do you remember Ami from Opening New Doors? Ooh, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, like I so didn't... sometimes she's portrayed as shallow and petty, right? Mm-hmm. Just like Ami was. But then other times she's like earnest and... Maternal. And, yeah, and beloved by by the most happy and earnest people. That's the part that like really because Hannah loves her. Hannah loves her, and Hannah mm-hmm. seems like so cheerful, and she seems to be actually very supportive of Hannah. And I helpful. just I just realized I think during that whole first part we were calling Haruka Hannah. We were calling Haruka Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it was Haruka, not Hannah. That was our bad. But anyway. Um, cause Hana is like very, very, but like she loves Emika and Emika seems like really like a good advice person, like a good support for Hana. And it was the same with Subasa and Ami where like everyone else, all the like commentators hated Ami, especially like, um, Yama, Yamachan. Okay hated her and but then everyone was so gaga about her and like oh my god everyone wants to date her and she's so amazing and blah blah blah. but then she'd get together with her friends and like a typical teenage girl would be like bashing everybody all Mm -hmm. the time and so like they were like well maybe she's not as horrible as we think if these other really amazing people think that she's amazing as well and like Subasa and Ami are still friends they hang out all the time it doesn't make sense to me but also even though we said this shouldn't be classified as reality tv in that sense, it is. They're, yeah. they're always going to kind of... There has to be editing. They're going to mm-hmm. pick a villain or they're going to cast a villain. There's mm-hmm. always got to be some sort of that element of drama, oh, man. right? I remember that one girl from um, Boys and Girls in the City. What was her name? <sighs> what was I the incident? Natsumi was her name. I wrote down my least favorite people of all time. Oh, good. <laughs> um, Natsumi was the one who was like 
every time she'd get drunk, she'd, like, scream at everybody and, like, accuse people of not loving each other enough. And oh, and she was right. trying to break up Hansan and his girlfriend because she had the hots for him. <sighs> that's right. She I did forget about that. She was a freaking lunatic. And I, I noticed that about Tara's house. Like, the first half is always much more pleasant than the second half because mm-hmm. the second half is when people start being able to watch their, their episodes and become way too aware that they're on a, a reality show. Or, like, mm-hmm. people come in midway through having watched it and they've like fallen in love with cast members that are still in the house and they'll be like oh hey i've been watching your episodes i really like your energy and they're like ha you're a stranger i've never met you before and so yeah i you can feel the like fourth wall breakdown a lot more in the later episodes and we saw that for sure very much in this episode or in this chunk of episodes for sure yeah so we'll see what's next what about rio and vivi that relationship was a... Okay, so a tr- the, th- the three new members that came in, this is where we got off on yes. that tangent. Yes, It was Vivi, Vivi Topaz, Topaz, and... Another... No, it wasn't another girl. It was another boy. Oh, Kai! Oh, well, yeah, okay. So, yes, the three new cast members that came in is Vivi, Topaz, and Kai. So, Vivi is Russian. Yeah. She is a traditionally, like, born and bred, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Russian girl. Mm -hmm. And then Kai is, he's Japanese and something else. American, I think. Yeah. Because I think he he lives in Arizona most of his life. Yes, he looks like American, like Native American. He kind of looks Native American for sure. Um, And then Topaz is Indian. Yes. And Japanese. Um. A lot of international people this season. Yeah. Yeah, it's real it's been really interesting, especially because like Kai came from America mm-hmm. and he is a stand-up comic in America. Oh boy, his stand-up was rough. And I even wrote okay, before it even happened, I wrote a note. Let me see if I can read. Oh, I wrote, I am Team Kai. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote dot dot dot, but I am nervous for his comedy. Because he kept talking about, oh yeah, I have a show coming up, I have a show coming up, and then he was in the game room practicing into oh, his phone practice was bad and i was like "Ooh, honey because he was he told everyone else he was practicing his timing and i was like i hope you're working on material and playing this back and then yeah he went to the club and i think he only had like a five minute set and it bombed oh my god he bombed, bombed so bad but Oof. that was the part that i really started falling in love with vivi actually because she was the only one to give him like actual like kind constructive criticism yes. i thought at first when i saw her i was like Oh, boy. This girl is, like, brazen and forward, and she's going to turn everything on its head. It was, honestly, since Vivi is, even though she's Russian, she Mm -hmm. speaks Russian, English, and Japanese. Yeah. She doesn't speak... She's from Germany, but she doesn't speak German. Her father is German, but she doesn't speak German. Yeah. Um, But she is the most American thing about this house, and she is very forward. She's Mm -hmm. like, hey... This is how I'm going to flirt. This is me telling you that I like you. I am here to just put it all out on the table. Yeah, I love that about her. Yeah, she really shook everything up. I, I said that to myself that she's the new Saina son. Yes. She is like Saina 2.0, and I we needed this to come into this house. And which is so funny because I don't think she ever drank in the house, whereas Saina was like, I'm just going to drink all of the wine and yeah. then tell everyone what their problems are. No. But Vivi is just so authentic that she comes in and she's not worried about saving face or anything with these people. People, but no. but she's also not 
brazen and doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. She take she's very conscientious and considerate with her feedback and very like vulnerable. Yeah, like she really puts herself out there and gets hurt like a bunch. Yes, yeah, we see her cry a lot and we see her like get really disappointed and confused. And I think watching someone else go through that, even though they're as open and communicative as you can possibly be, was really, really interesting. Like, you can put it all on the table, and if the other person just isn't feeling it for some reason, then, like, that sucks. Like, it sucks to suck, but it, it just really didn't work sucks. out. Yeah, that Especially was when you felt like you've received all of the appropriate cues. Yeah. And then to just fall so flat. So the first shakeup that Vivi brought to the house is that Hannah, who is a professional woman's wrestler. That's which so is cool. The coolest thing yeah. ever. Uh, she is obsessed and just head over heels in love with Rio, the professional basketball player. How old is she? Like in 22. 22. Yeah. Okay. They say it too many times. And, and he's, should have remembered. And he's, he's like only 20, 24. 24 or 25. Yeah. He's not very much older. No. But she is like gaga about him. And she has said numerous times that because she's a wrestler, like she wants someone to kind of treat her like a woman and she feels uncomfortable approaching men, mm-hmm. which is why it's been so hard to push herself on Rio because she's like, well, I want him to pursue me if he likes me, but also he's not pursuing me at all. But yeah. I love him so much. That was a major topic revolving around Hana, especially in this, like, 12 chunk of episodes, was that they brought up multiple times people that um, told her about her situation. They would say, I understand that you don't feel feminine mm-hmm. as a professional wrestler and that, that that has been a problem for you in the past, but I want you to know that that is not the reason. Yeah. Um, a lot of people were very clear with her about that, but then she's also said that being a professional wrestler is how she gets so extroverted and so, uh, she puts herself out there. Yeah. But then in real life, she's very shy and doesn't know what to do. She doesn't put on a performance. Mm -hmm. She kind of blends into the background, which I think is interesting. Um, I resonate with that a lot though. oh absolutely like, you can put on a certain face and be out yeah, there yeah well and i'm a very extroverted person in like friendships and relationships interpersonal relationships in general mm-hmm. but as a like a romantic person i am also very like passive in that way and don't really feel comfortable putting myself out there and like being vulnerable with people like that and so yeah all of hana's like, even her most cringy things, I, oh, man. But also, she's 22. Like, I know. And and that's so why. So that's, that's, that's why I kept accommodating her cringiness, too, because she was still trying to, like, put things out there and see yeah. how they land. And mm-hmm. I know that I was completely the same way. Yeah. No. Her watching them from the window. <gasps> I know. Was the most cringy <sighs> thing. And I felt, I was like, girl, just stop. Like, please just stop. But she couldn't. And she did that like twice and she got caught both times. And I was like, please stop. And then the glasses thing, remember? So oh, like her, oh my God. she went to her friends and told her and told them about Rio and how he wasn't showing any interest at all. And they were like, oh, we'll put your glass next to his glass. And if he moves it closer to you, that means he likes you. And then the fucking editing guys were like, zooming in in their glasses and or every had... time she would take a drink they'd be like oh is this the time she moves her glass next to his glass oh my god that was part was so wild i it know was so i was cringy. i was gripping at my face so vivi shows up 
And Vivi is immediately interested in Rio. Mm -hmm. And so Hana picks up on this, and she's too shy to say anything about it. So that's where a rift starts to happen. And, I mean, Hana is not catty in any way or anything like that. She's where she's not going to say anything bad about Vivi. Everything No. What amazes me about the girls that come into this house that is very different from American reality TV is for the most part all of the girls and the guys kind of form these bonds yeah. where they are still very much good friends. Mm-hmm. They are very open with each other like, "Hey, I know you're interested in him. Just letting you know, so am I." Mm-hmm. And it hurts their feelings, but they still hang out and, like, well, act. they're very aware that they're roommates, too. Yes. Like, I think that's also why they're so hesitant to, like, start relationships that aren't going to go anywhere is because they're like, we live together and I don't have control over when you leave this place. So if I, like, upset you, then, like, A, I'm Japanese and I hate upsetting anybody because I'm mm-hmm. very uh, concerned about my face True. and not being shamed. But also, I have to live with you until you decide to leave. And, like, I don't want there to be crazy blow-ups like there always are on this show. So, yeah, because we've seen some pretty bad fights, especially, like, the Hawaii scenes and, and the boys and the girls in the city season. Those two had some pretty wild At fights. the end, especially. So that's yeah. what... um. The Terrace House episodes, as they're released on Netflix, they come out in four 12-episode chunks, and that's to give them time to do all the translation and the subtitles and everything for that. And so they usually release these episodes in chapters of 12 episodes, Mm -hmm. but from the seasons that we have watched, it seems like all of the drama kicks off in the fourth chapter. Oh, yeah. But the drama started right off the bat in chapter three. These new people brought in, like, so much action. Yeah. Just, like, especially, like, having Vivi there and having, like, three women going after the same guy. Who, might I add, can we just talk about how Rio, Yamachan said it the best. He he literally called him a run-of-the-mill fuckboy. Yes. And yes. Can I just say. Yes. He was my favorite until, like, I know, at this the beginning, whole love triangle thing happened. And I was like, fuck this guy. He's not worth it. Before Vivi came into the house, I wrote, oh, my God, I love Rio. I need, like, one of these fan shirts. When we go to Tokyo, I yeah. want to get a Rio shirt. No. By the end of it, I was like, fuck this guy. Yeah. I never want to see his face. His, no. They, call, they keep referring to his, his droopy, droopy eyes. eyes. Yeah, I never want to see his little droopy dog face again. I regret that I added him on Instagram before (gasps) all this shit went down because he is very active on his Insta stories. And every time he pops up, I'm like, yuck, keep it. Get it out of here. Because, yeah, like, there were so many weird things about him. Like, the smelling thing. Everyone talked about how good he smelled all the time. And I was like, you need to fucking relax about this. Like, it's one thing to be like, oh... Your shirt smells good or whatever. Thanks for letting me borrow it. But they would literally be like, can I smell your hands? Yeah. That was fucking weird. And then (sighs) he, like, so as Vivi and Hana are fighting over him, he won't give any definitive answers at all. Because, and, like, the um, Terrace House cast, like, the commentators were convinced it was because he he didn't want to lose fans, right? Because he's got all these, like, female fans who are in love with him as Mm -hmm. a basketball player and he doesn't want to lose them. (sighs) 
Or, like, he doesn't want to, yeah, lose his standing as a famous basketball player or whatever. But I don't know. He was just... He literally said a couple of times, like, I like ghosting people. Like, I don't... I like to just, like, if women like me and and I'm not into them, I just, like, don't talk to them anymore. But I live with these two women, so I can't just ghost them. It's like, fuck you, dude. The other thing that he was doing that was so problematic to me was it was the same kind of Japanese dating culture that we talked about, but he was so explicit with it that he was like, I literally look at these women and think, can they be the mother of my children? Yes. And if it's a no, immediately, without getting to know them, if it's just no, they're not going to be the mother of my children, I don't have any feelings, and I just move on. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and, and like, he was so scared to death of talking to anybody, too, and, like, making anyone upset. Like, he kept asking... Should I talk frankly about these two, like, to these two women that have expressed, like, genuine interest in me? And he's like, well, they haven't confessed to me, like, outright. And I'm like, that both of these women have expressed to you that they are into you. And you don't, you don't know if they like you or not. And so, like, it would be presumptuous of me to dump them prematurely. It's like, no, they've both said that they like you. And, like, please just and he had like oh really God. long late night conversations with Vivi on the couch where he kind of made it clear like I'm also kind of into you mm-hmm. and oh this is going to be trouble for me and he's doing all of these like same flirtatious uh acts that we're so used to and then he like oh I don't know how she could get that from the way that I was acting yeah that you was fuck boy. He is a super fuck boy. And yeah. then, so, and then he can't, like, handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. And he told everyone, like, oh, my team wants me to leave the house. He's just a puss and he wanted to leave. He is such a fucking puss. Oh, my puss. God. And so he's, he tells everyone at dinner, like, I'm leaving. And um, Vivi is, like, so upset because she, honest to God, like, really, they had such chemistry. That's the most upsetting part is for him to know and, like, acknowledge that they are very good together and super hyper attracted to each other. And for him to still be like, no, I'm not, I don't want you to, you to crush your dreams. And she leaves the dinner crying and Hana, Hana. And the most selfless act you could see was, like, shouldn't you go after her and, like, console her? And he's like, oh, no, she went to the bathroom. It's like, fuck you. You know she didn't go to the bathroom, you idiot. You are such a fucking asshole. Yeah, well, and then, so they have this, like, tearful, she has this tearful moment because he didn't follow her. And then, like, Hana is like, oh, I just wanted to thank you for, like, letting me express my interest, which, like, fuck that. Don't thank this man for putting you through, like, turmoil, emotional turmoil, when he could have just said to you, like, weeks ago, sorry, Hannah, like, I can see that you're very interested in me, but I'm not interested in you. Right. I hope we can be friends. They went on a day date together. They went to the water park. And he was talking about how hot she was and her bikini and everything, and then, like, that day he was like, I'm not going to do it, but didn't tell her, and so she just kept pining after him. He's such a fucking dick. But anyway, so the worst thing that he did, I thought was Vivi brought him into the playroom and was like, 
can we talk about you leaving? I really don't want you to leave. Even if you leave, I would like us to stay together and, like, just keep in touch. Keep she didn't even touch. ask, like, can we be in a relationship? Well, well in she, an indirect way she did. But she was m- mostly like, I would be very sad to not have you in my yeah. life because I feel like we have a genuine connection. Well, she asked him. She's like, what is it about us that you don't, that you're worried about? And he's like, oh, I don't want you to, like, give up your dreams of moving to America for me. And she's like, well... I'm willing to see where it goes. Why don't we just see where it goes? And he's like, no, 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 no. You want to go to America. I want to stay in Japan. It's done. It's over. We can't do it. And then she laid that, like, fucking phenomenal, passionate kiss on him. There is little to no kissing on this show. And that was the hottest thing I have ever seen. They made out for, like, a full, like, three minutes. It was good. Usually the most you get is, like, a handhold and, like, a very ceremonial bow and, like, yes, I will date you. Thank you for... Or you get to, like, hear that somebody's like, I saw you kissing in the hallway and then you have to imagine it for yourself. Yeah, or, like, you two are, like, sleeping in the playroom most nights. What's going on there? It's like, oh, literally just sleeping. But this was, like... And the the camera zoomed in so close. It was, like, I was... I could feel it was the moistness from this kiss. It was so good. Yeah, she gave it so everything. juicy. And then I wrote, <laughs> "Hang on, let me find the." Yeah, we had to take notes because we promised each other no talking yes. before this episode, since they're on un- unfiltered un- thoughts. I wrote, "This is the most kissing I have ever seen on Terrace House ever." Yo, fuego, keep dry humping. <laughs> I wrote, yes, girl. Yes, Yamachan, is what I wrote. Oh, my God. But then he, like, they stopped kissing, as you have to do eventually, I guess. But then, so then after he leaves, it comes to light that, like, he's been seeing her on the side the whole time. Oh, 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 oh. Can we talk about the hickey incident? Yes. Because I noticed in that episode, as soon as notice. oh, as soon as he walked in, I was like, "That's a fucking hickey." <laughs> that this boy just walking in here, not even trying to like wear a turtleneck or anything, mm-hmm. he's not hiding the fact that somebody took a giant bite out of his neck. And then it was the guest host in the commentators was like, "Y'all noticed that hickey last week?" Was and it the girl or the guy? It was the guy. Oh, okay, yeah. And Yamachan was immediately like. Uh, how did I not notice this? And I was like, you are failing me, you little garbage monster of a commentator. Can I just say, Yamachan is the most garbage monster. He is. I was going to ask He says you. everything that we're saying. Well, I was going to ask you, who's your favorite commentator? Okay, I was going to ask you, we can flip the script, because my okay. question to you is, if you are a commentator, who are you? Who am I most like? Yes. I feel like I'm more of like a Baba Chan or a Tori Chan. Like, yes, you absolutely kind of like are. naive and like looks for the best in everybody and like becomes like obsessed fans about my own favorites yes. that nobody else gives a shit about and all I want to talk about is them and they're all like, yeah, 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 shut up, Sarah. We don't care about what you're talking about. I think they're a lunatic and they're like, no, oh, but I love them. No, but I'm obsessed. And then Who they do are- something lunatic like and then it, you're like, I stand by my decision. Yeah, it's fine. So, who are you most like? I think I am definitely most Yamachan, but I'm not as pessimistic as he is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I am the other man commentator. Tokui? Yes, Tokui, who is not here for this chapter, who I desperately wish I had I his opinions him. on. Because he's more positive. Yes. He's positive, but he, he finds, the, like, the ooh, the dirt in That's everything. That's true. But then he always comes up with these, like, fantastical situations, mm-hmm. and he makes What's-Her-Face act them out with him. You? You. I love I, her, too. I can 
let's see. So, like, of the, of the, like, what is there? There's five, five. like, normal people, like, regulars. I, yeah, Baba-chan and, and Tori-chan are the most naive and, like, look for the good and everything. And they're like, well, I don't know, maybe, but, like, I don't think so. And then, like, you, Tokui, and Yama-chan are the, like, garbage people who are like, nope, they're fucking, like, they're doing this, they're doing that. Blah, they're blah, just blah, trying blah. to save face. Yeah. Yeah. I do see that in you, like, yeah. all of you. You even started wearing those um, shirts. Yes, I you. did. Just because she had them. She's so cool, though. I, she is such a fucking trendsetter. I, see, I love Tokui and Yamachan and you, though, yes. because they tell it like it is. Yes. And the other, I, it's a nice balance. I think it's good. Also, another thing that you said during this season was, I can't remember the reason she said it, but she was like, I divorced two men for worse. Do not come at me with that. And I was like, yes, girl. Yes. yes. Oh, and I loved her with Kai where she was like, oh, boy, I know his comedy is going to be so bad, but I would listen to it just for that voice because I love him Wasn't so much. Wasn't she also the one that said, I hope he bombs? And everyone was like, no, you're supposed to say, like, I really hope he does well. And she's like, no, I need to see this crash and burn. <laughs> So bad. She did. She was like, yeah, I hope he does really badly. But like, come, I'll console you. It's like, no, you. You're supposed to be supportive. This is not helpful. She literally is the epitome of like a 50-something divorcee who has the sexual drive of an 18-year-old and she is not letting down. She's a real-life cougar. Like a snow leopard. A Japanese snow leopard. And she is here with claws. Yeah. Hell Yes, get it, girl. I am here for you. Oh, my God. Okay, so we've talked about how garbage Rio is. We are a little out of order in the way the episodes go. Well, we're following, like, storylines, right? What about... Well, no, what were you going to say? I have... No, I will save this to the end because I have small gripes that I want to go on with you. So let's focus on the overarching story. Well, so in between the Rio, Vivi, Hana like love pyramid so i love hana she's very i also very much love hana she is just so sweet and so also a fucking badass yeah her in the ring is amazing and can i just say when we're in tokyo can we please look up some fucking japanese rest like let's try Let's look. She played in, like, a big arena. Towards she the was at, like, the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. But, so, while she's going through this, like, bullshit with Rio, like, playing ping pong with her heart, Kai was so supportive of her, and, like, every time she would go talk to him, again, he's American, and so he's a lot more, like, blatant. Yes. With his feelings, and I feel like she never, she doesn't really know how to do deal with that. Because she's very Japanese and like he very... kept telling her like I think you are so funny and you are yeah. so beautiful and if somebody isn't getting that then that is just not the person for you. And for me, that was like an instant like oh he's into you. Of course he's into you. Yeah. He just said all these wonderful things about and you. And do you have eyes? Did you see the way he was looking at her? Oh my god, yeah. He was like if hearts could form his pupils, he was the literal heart eye emoji. Yeah. As she's complaining about how she's so in love with another man, he was just like. You're amazing. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't so understand why he doesn't so get it. And, and, he, and he even said, if I was that guy, I would be all into you. Yeah. I am so into you. Like, he explicitly told her. And then she's like, oh, I don't know. That was another thing that pissed me off. Yeah. They do hang out at 
Trampo Land. That was so cute. We've been to a Trampo Land. We have. Drunk as hell. <laughs> and full of, like, meats and... <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. We went to a barbecue brew house, and then we went and jumped on trampolines was, for two hours. Yeah, that was oh. not a great idea, but... But, yeah, so they go to a jump house, which is called Trampo Land, which I thought is the cutest, most wild thing ever. That is one of the things about Terrace House. They go on some baller dates. Yes. Like, I wish American men would watch Terrace House just so they could be like... Oh shit. Would women like to go on a make your own ceramic state or like to go to Trample Land? Like we don't just have to go to Celebration Cinema and Applebee's every single fucking time. Please, for the love of God, take me to Trample Land. I would go. I just think also, I don't know how they do the casting for this and how they decide to stagger people in. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like Kai is such a good like compatibility match yeah. for Hana. And the way that he was listening to her and, yeah, he gave the same kind of constructive criticism and open honesty that Vivi mm-hmm. was giving yeah. to um, to Kai's terrible, oh, awful, man. no good, very bad stand-up. It was so bad. I just also, I think that Hana could learn so much from Kai putting himself out there all the mm-hmm. time because even though he did bomb so horrifically, he at least did it. Yeah. And so I think that's, he's supposed to be like that mirror for Hana. Like, at least try, do it. If you fail, at least you learn something from well, it. And it's so interesting that she is so shy romantically because she's so forward professionally. Like, her job is literally punching people in the face, mm-hmm. right? And screaming and acting all the time. And his his persona is like the opposite. Where, like, in his personal life, he's very, like, open and available but in his like outward persona he's very chill and like hard to read which is not great for a comedian but like yeah they are kind of like two halves of a whole where they're outgoing in different ways and like brave in different ways but they complement each other very well they can build each other up and i hope that yeah i hope that something goes well with them yeah yeah because at the end of this chunk they're both still in the house Mm mm-hmm Oh, that was another thing that really got to me was they went to Trample Land mm-hmm. and uh, this new businessman moves into the house and he asks Hana, have you been on a date yet? And she says no, with Kai um, sitting right Kai there. Kai was shot through the heart. He was. Like, you could see, it was like that episode from The Simpsons where it's like, hold on, you can actually pinpoint the moment when Ralph's heart breaks in half. Yeah. And then Kai even was like, well, you know, I mean, you've gone places you remember how we went places well then yeah she uh, well, asked him to his face like was that a date and he's like yes it was yes girl. of course it was and she was like oh that makes me so happy to know and it's like girl how are you this thick oh, i love you but yeah you're so dense beautiful but she's dumb also she knew exactly that it was a date because she dressed in jeans and that like off the shoulder oh, yeah. sweater to go mm-hmm. to trampo land yeah that is not how you show That's up it's not appropriate no you would wear athletic clothes if you thought Especially this was a date. as an athlete. wasn't a date. Yeah. yeah. You're an athlete. You're showing up to a place where you're going to be exercising. Apparently, she was assuming it wasn't a date. So I'm just going to wear my nicest sweater and these denim jeans to jump on a trampoline? Yeah. Honey. No, girl, don't kid yourself. You knew what this was. You knew. Oh, my God. Okay. Is it time to talk about... Oh, what's this girl's new girl's name even? I don't remember. Which new girl? The newest new girl. There was so I'm sure I wrote it down. Hang so on. who left? So um, Emika 
and, and Topas and Rio leave. Yes. So again, this is a huge shakeup for there to be in twelve episodes. To have like six people leave is insane. Yuma. Yuma is her name. Oh, because everyone's like, have you seen her boobs? Yes. Yuma has big boobs. Have you seen her boobs, though? Yeah, I don't... She wore white. She really wanted you to see everything, didn't she? (laughs) That's so gross. Yeah, so Yuma comes in, and she's a model slash... They're always a model slash something. Everyone on Terrace House is a model, because who else has time to hang out in a, like, mansion all day every day? It's just models. And then there was there's so a there's new young guy who's like also a model and a university student. And then there is Boss. Mr. Boss. Oh my oh, god. There Boss. Is, he is the most psychopathic character I have ever seen so on this show. I need to like, we need to explain what he is because yes, okay, please. so he keeps calling himself a CEO. Um, but his company has like 10 people in it, maybe like, but he's the boss of this company that does resignation mediation, which is the most Japanese thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So his whole company, if you are scared of quitting your job, they will tell your boss that you quit your job, which is the most bananas Japanese, like shame avoidance thing I've ever heard in my life. And everyone that hears that this is his job they are like, that is so amazing. This makes so much sense. Of course that's your job. Except for Vivi, who was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Like, people pay you to help them quit their jobs. Why don't yeah. they just do it themselves? And I was like, yes, girl, drag him. This is so dumb. This is such a dumb thing that this is a thing. But it is. He has, like, competition. He's, like, worried about other companies that are stealing his business. Okay, if he's that worried, how does he have so much time to be at the house and be a fucking lunatic? <sighs> yeah, so, like, beyond his fucking weird job, <laughs> I hate that they call him boss all the time. Boss, oh, boss, boss. Also, no, I think this is what he does. Because when the new girl came, when Yume came, he was mm-hmm. like, oh, some people, they've been calling me boss. I totally hate it. But if you want to call me that, like, yeah. call me boss. It's just like being like, the girls call me daddy. That was another thing that I hated about this season is how many times Ryo got called daddy. I really hated the, like, buy it for me, daddy thing that, like, Emika was all about. Like, oh, oh take me to sushi, daddy. Or, like, buy me this thing, daddy. And he finally was like, can we fucking chill out with a daddy thing? Because I am only 24. I'm, like, two years older than you, and you need to fucking relax. And she's like, ow. And I'm like, thank God somebody said it. Boss is so much worse, He's honestly. Such a lunatic. Yeah, so I was like, I roll, slow your roll. I hate people who brag about being older slash financially stable. Like, he kept saying that kind of stuff. He's like, oh, I'm a CEO. Sarah, do you think he's largely recession-proof? Oh, my God. <laughs> he would be the person who would write that kind of a fucking He has nice sheets. No, he's like every guy on Bumble who's like, I own my own house. And also, I like... Which is more than most men can say my age. Yeah. yeah. I just hate it so much. I hate it so, so much. And he said it like the first five seconds. He's like, oh, I'm a very like well-to-do man. Every time he took someone out for dinner, instead of just being like, oh, no, it's my treat. Like, this is... Like, I'm happy to do it, blah, blah, blah. He would say, he'd have to say something like, I can afford to buy you dinner in this very fancy restaurant. And I was like, fuck you, dude. I can afford to buy me dinner in this fancy restaurant. Keep it. Okay, while we're on the topic of boss, this is one of my gripes that I wanted to bring up. Okay, I'm ready for a gripe. So, 
immediately when this guy walks in the house, all three girls are swooning over him. Well, he's so ugly. Can I just say? He is so fucking weird looking. (gasps) He looks like he has crazy eyes. He has crazy eyes, the most crazy eyes. Okay, so... Actually, I'll, I'll track that. There were only two girls in the house. Hannah and Vivi were the only girls there when he moved in. Because mm-hmm. Yume comes later. Yeah. But both of them are like, oh my god, he's like 30 years old and he like runs a business. So immediately both of them are like, yes, I will agree to dates with you. Mm. But he had heard from the guys that Yume had moved in and she had big boobs. And immediately, like, threw out everyone else. He threw out everyone else, but he was still going to hold up his part of the bargain to take Vivi out on a date. Mm-hmm. And he took her to fucking catch your own fish. Yeah. Long John Silver. No, that's really popular in Japan, that I know place. it is. I know it is, because we've seen previous Terrace House dates yeah. to go to this place where it's just, like, a boat that's flooded with fish and water, and you dunk yeah. your fishing pole in, whatever you pull out, they cook up for you. Yeah. The fish that Vivi caught, they had the one bite of sashimi and went, mmm, and then never touched it again the rest of the meal. It just sat there. (laughs) But then, when he could take Yume on a date, he took her to, like, the most upscale, beautiful restaurant and was like, yes, baby, it's all for you. So it was like, clearly, you wanted Big Boobs McGee. You wanted Tits McGee. Tits McGee. And so you you were setting the bar with Vivi where she's like, oh, unimpressed. Like, you you took her on a shitty date. You could have done something better. Yeah, he knew she was already into another guy, and she's like, mur, mur. well, I already said I would take you, so. So, I guess here's your consolation I've prize. I've had a lot of seafood this week. Because he took Hannah on another sushi date oh. also that week. Because, this is the other thing about him, he can't have gluten or casein. Every yeah. time they make a meal, he's like, mm, oh, this is gluten-free. Oh, does it have casein in it? Oh, I think it's delicious because it doesn't have casein. And mm. it's not that he can't have casein. It's that he read somewhere that it was bad for you, and so he doesn't want to eat it. He doesn't need to not eat it. Yes. He just doesn't want to eat it, but he needs everyone to know. He's the person. In every conversation. He's the person that makes people hate, like, vegans and yes. vegetarians and stuff because they're like, oh, my God, shut up about it. And it's like, he's not even, like anti-cheese he just doesn't want to he doesn't want to eat it because someone on youtube or on google told him like don't eat cheese and he's like okay i completely picture him as like what's his name i I think i wrote it down in here um oh it's patrick bateman from american psycho (laughs) he is 100 (laughs) percent just like oh i heard somewhere that casein will like ruin my physique and so I cannot eat it. Yeah, I heard it Gluten like... Gluten will make me weak. I cannot eat it. And yeah. I need to do sit-ups in the morning and then stalk girls at night. Like, he is a psychopath. So, let's talk about the whole... So, like, he hasn't met this woman at all yet. The big boobs, Tits McGee, Yume. Yes. Yume, I think is her name. Yes. We shouldn't call her Tits McGee. She's very nice. She is very, very sweet and innocent. And her boobs are an appropriate size for her chest, I think. Maybe Japanese women just don't have very big chests in general. Well, but also, they tend to wear baggier clothes. And so true. she just wore a shirt that was appropriately sized for her. And all the guys were like, a bling. Yeah, it was gross. gross. Anywho, so he hears about her and her big boobs. And everyone is up in the playroom, like, watching, watching the Terrace newest House. episode. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm going to leave because, like, I have work to do. I need to No, go. it was something worse than that. He's or, like, like, I need to go get water or something. He, like, leaves. And he goes to the kitchen and he's just sitting there. 
Because he knows she's coming home in a couple of hours, and he's like, I'm just going to sit here and wait for her in this dark kitchen. And like, There's one light on. He is sitting oh at the only seat at the kitchen table that yeah. is lit by the kitchen light. He looks like a mastermind villain oh my God. sitting at the head so of the wild. table waiting. Yeah. I, I was like, leaving the group hang to wait for boobs. What a weird. And then the bu- beer bottle incident. The beer bottle incident. When I saw that as the episode title, I was like, what the fuck could this be? Because, like, incidents generally are, like, there was the meat meat incident incident. where all the roommates ate the meat and, like, the guy cried about it for, like, a day and a half and was just, like, depressed as fuck and couldn't leave his cocoon. (laughs) I love the meat incident. Uh, and then, then we the, had the broccoli pasta The broccoli incident. pasta incident. And then there was the flavorless soup incident where <laughs> Yudai, who's a fucking chef, doesn't know how to make <laughs> fucking miso soup. Are you kidding me? So, like, usually the incidents are, like, harmless and harmless silly. And, yeah, and just such goofy cooking incidents. Yeah. Usually, cooking is usually the, the... It's usually them just dragging the people, but, like, this fucking guy can't cook. Yeah. <laughs> but the beer bottle oh incident God, the beer was the most sinister conniving that was bizarre so she comes in and and he's like oh sit with me i'm just working quote unquote working here and she's like okay without pen or paper or a laptop or anything he is staring into the vor yeah and is like i am just working and she's like i'll join you yeah and so like she's like oh i haven't met you yet it's nice to meet you and he's like oh i'm boss call me boss and she's like okay that's weird but like okay and then he's like, oh, do you want a drink after your long day of work? I won't have any, but would you like a bottle of beer? And she's like, sure, that's kind of weird, but sure, I'll have a bottle of beer. I did. It's nine o'clock at night. I'm tired. I'm, yeah, okay. And then he gives her this bottle of beer, and then he's like, oh, actually, I do want some beer. And he takes the bottle, and he, like, whole mouth, like, he deep throated oh this my bottle God. to get some. He wanted that indirect kiss. Oh my God, it was so and gross. So, in this whole exchange, he does this like three or four times. Hmm. He'll pass the bottle back to her. Yeah. I don't I don't think they ever showed her taking a drink after him, but he kept very much being like taking it from yeah. her. I'm putting it in Sucking my mouth. Sucking it into his mouth. And you then, take it back. Now. Yeah. Oh my God. But then the Terrace House that episode that everyone is watching ends and they all come downstairs and they're like, oh, this is where you are. And Yume's home. Great. And then he goes to take a drink and he does the, like, light, like he hovers the bottle yeah. above his lips and just, like, lets it pour in. And it's like, oh, mm, yes, this is the appropriate way to yeah, drink like, from somebody. like the appropriate way to drink a <gasps> bottle when you're sharing it with somebody you don't particularly know very yes. well. Which you shouldn't be sharing bottles if you've just met somebody. I wouldn't do that. If somebody came up to me at the bar and was like, here, try my beer, drink from the same spot I've been drinking. I'd be like, no, it's fine. I'll go get a taster from the bartender. Like, I'm not sharing your spit. I don't know who the fuck you are. Or what was he trying to prove in that moment? Because if everyone's there, they don't know that they have been sharing from that bottle. So why Mm -hmm. does he need to make it seem innocent? He could have, like, gotten up and gotten a glass of water or anything. He wanted that indirect kiss. He still wanted that indirect kiss and also wanted it known that, like, hey, even though this is the way that I'm sharing it, we're still sharing a drink, so. Yeah. Because I'm the boss. He stamped his brand on her immediately. Yeah, and that was gross as hell. Well, and then, so, and then afterwards, like, I think it was an episode or two afterward, um, 
they start talking about like, oh yeah, boss. He's like, oh, I'm very into Yume. I think she's like 70% into me, blah, blah, blah. And then, so like Kai and the other guy, what's the other guy's name? Did you write it down? I didn't write it down. No, I didn't either. He showed up in like the last episode. I'm very sorry. He's boring. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't done anything yet. But so he, he and Kai are talking to boss and he's like, oh yeah, what should I do next to show my interest to her? And they're like, oh yeah, you should do a Kabe Don. Do you know what Kabe Don is? Um, yes. Okay. I learned from this episode. So I am very, so Kabe Don is like a very I much, had to Google it, but Kabe, yes. Kabe is wall. Yeah, so and, it's the anime. Please, yes. you, you describe okay. it. Paint me a this word is, picture. This is my world. This is my world. This is my wheelhouse. Yeah. So Kabe Don is like a staple in the shoujo manga, like anime, romantic anime world, right? And it's a way for you to like ramp up the romantic drama, right? Like, a girl is leaning against a wall and you do, like, the don. Don is, like, their onomatopoeia word for, like, the sound that it makes. Like, uh-huh. the dramatic, like, thump of smacking your hands to the wall around this person that you're into. And then they're like, oh, and, like, gasp and, like, oh, I never thought of you this way. It's a very exciting Japanese manga thing. So Silly. Even the even the guys were like, that's a really old-fashioned way to show your interest in somebody. And he's like, oh, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. It'll really, like, sh- like, shove home that I really like her. And I was like, I'm, like, screaming on my couch, like, do not copy Dawn her. Please do not. It is not as sexy as you think it's going to be. Also, in this same conversation... The guys are asking, like, oh, you've gone on, or, like, you know Vivi and you know Yume. Like, Mm -hmm. which one are you into? And he was like, I think I'm into Yume. And they were like, based on what? And he was like, the boobs. Which is so gross. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. He's like, he's just so. He's like the Mineta from My Hero Academia, but like in real life. No, don't compare him to that because grape juice is my favorite. (laughs) Don't do this. He shouldn't be your favorite. He shouldn't be, but he reminds me a lot of me. Look, I even. These are my little grape juice. Yeah, we are. We're both wearing our pigtail buns today. Yeah, we've got... Mine are much more scary spice, and yours are more baby spice. We're yes, spice I am a today. baby spice bun, but these are totally grape juice little nodes yeah. on my head. <laughs> oh, my God. No, so then... So after the Comedon stalker thing i can't even read my notes because i just like it's covered with just like yikes lunatic ugh oh the virgin thing kept driving me nuts he so like he took yume on a date the date to like their drive right they were going to go on a drive together and he picks her up at work in the car because they get cars to the the house they give them cars to use and he picks her up, and she's like, oh, I've never been picked up in a car from work before. And he's like, oh, so I'm your picking up from work virgin. Yes. I took your picking up from work in a car virginity. And that's, like, such a fucking weird thing to say. But then he did it with, like, three other situations. And then it was like, yeah, and then it was another time. It was like, oh, I've never done this before. And then, and oh, I've never had a man put lip balm on me. And it's like, oh, ew, ew, I'm your ew. lip balm putting on virgin. That scene was the cringiest that, thing I've ever seen. I know. So they go on a drive, and this is after the indirect kiss. Is it before or after the crunches? After the Sarah, crunches. It has to be after, but... No, the- okay, because she started getting close to that other guy. The other new guy was, like, talking... It was at Christmas. Yeah, they had a Christmas party. 
the other guy like invited her up to the playroom and was like, "Hey, we should have cooked dinner together." Yeah. And she's like, "We're bad at we're both bad at cooking." And he's like, "I know, ha ha! Wouldn't it be funny if we like both made dinner together, even though we're so bad at it?" And she's like, "Okay, but I don't know when." And then he was standing outside the door. Okay, this episode was titled Monster in the Hallway, and, and I had no oh idea how God. to approach it. And then as soon as I saw fucking boss walk up those steps and just stand inches from the door, he wasn't even trying to be casual. He like, listened at the doorway. Like he a, literally had oh his ear. God. If he had a glass, he would have had it yes. pressed to the door, just like, mm, tell me your secrets. And then when he heard the door open, this man... Not like a normal human did not flinch, did not go, oh, I was just, he went, let's talk. Oh, my God. And then forced her back into the playroom that she was just in. And then they get in there, and he starts doing crunches. He's like, sit on my feet. I need to do crunches. And she's like, what the fuck? Okay. This is where my Patrick Bateman. Oh, my God. Look at, Sarah, let me show you my notes. WTF with the crunches. This crazy face. (laughs) Patrick, fucking Patrick Bateman. Ew. No, okay, so so he gets her in this room. He forces her to hold her, his feet while he just crunches. And then he's like, we need to go on that drive tomorrow before you go home for vacation. And, which, he threatened to, like, show up in her show, hometown. Oh, my gosh. He's up. like, oh, I've been looking for a vacation at Christmas. I guess I'll just show up in your hometown. Boy, you best not stalker okay so he for some reason she's still going along with this she's like he's harmless and i'm like girl you haven't seen all the footage that i've seen because he's not harmless he's you're gonna like predator you're gonna end up in his like trunk someday so he takes her on this drive and he's like i'm your car drive virgin i'm your rainbow bridge virgin taker i've taken your lip balm virginity so like they're in this town outside of tokyo and they go and they're seeing the lights. That's very, a very big thing in Tokyo yes. is the Christmas light decorations. And then you're sitting and he's like, oh, I bought you a present. And also present giving seems to be a very big thing. It is. And it's always like, I bought you lotion and I bought you a bath towel and everyone swoons at How did they know that I like take baths? Yeah. It's, it's very. Gift giving seems to be very like to me. personal yeah. thing in yeah. Japan. Like you don't just give gifts to people for no reason. That has to be like a very specific relationship you have with them. Yes. So he is like, I got you a gift, even though I've only known you for like three days. And. It's lip balm, and she's like, oh, okay, thank you. And she can't open it, and so then he's like, oh, there's tape on it, ha-ha. And he opens it for her and grabs, like, a huge glob of it and starts putting it on her lips. He just reaches over her yeah. and starts rubbing it on and her lips. And she's like, oh. With his finger. This is a thing that you're doing right now. <gasps> and she's like, wow, you're really bad at this. And, like, you put way too much stuff on my lips. And, like, this is gross and it doesn't feel good at all. And he's like, oh, really? And smacks one on her and just kisses her on the mouth. Oh. And they've only known each other for, like, three days. And he's like, oh, yeah, let me take off the excess. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? And we just talked about how rare it is to see a kiss on yeah. the show. And this man is just like, I'm going to grease up your lips and then go for it. Even mm. though this is the first time we've hung out. You could even consider that just a hangout. They went for a yeah. drive and a, a dinner. Yeah. A lunch. It wasn't yeah. even a dinner. It was a lunch. Oh and he paid for it and bragged about how much he could afford. 
But like, that was my thing is like, why does she allow herself to be fed and like molested if she's not into this? Yes. Okay. And I don't want to blame her at all because she doesn't get that he's as creepy as he is because she hasn't seen the background that we've seen. But like, she said herself, she's like, I'm not really into him, but he kissed me. But like, that's weird. But I'm kind of into it. And I'm like, are you into it or you're not into it? Here's my theory. We only got to see her for what, two episodes? One episode. I'm taking the very Yamachan mm-hmm. side of this. One of my notes is, I would have to pull this picture up for you, but why the fuck are Yume and Boss looking like the fucking Adams family at breakfast on mm. a beautiful sunny day? They're both, she was wearing like a turtleneck black and white striped shirt, and then he was wearing like a turtleneck that was black with like a black blazer over it. And they were very dark. They both have very dark hair and they're sitting on opposite ends of each other. And the sunlight is just like beaming in. It's a beautiful day, but they're like, it is Halloween today. And so then I wrote, eat the rich. She just wants a rich husband. And so she's like, this guy's a fucking CEO. All I have to do is be beautiful and cute and he will keep spoiling me. And I, she is a villain in some way. I am not sure, but I am well, predicting in chapter yeah, four. We don't know anything about her. In yet. chapter four, she is going to be a villain. Mark yeah. it down. Okay. You want to take a stop? Yeah, maybe let's pause for a minute. Yeah, the thing about Yume is she acts like, oh, I'm just the innocent person coming into this. Mm -hmm. But I really think she's here for some sort of long play. She's here to get somebody. See, this is exactly the Yamachan, Tori-chan situation that we find ourselves in. Because I have had none of this, like, conspiracy theorizing at all where I'm just like... Why does she pretend that she's into it if she's not into it? She says that she doesn't like it, but she f- like but she's acting like she but is. she acts like she's into it, and everyone's like, "Cause she's insane and she's a bad person." And I'm like, "What? Really? Okay." But uh, yeah, I I don't know. Well, it's like the what was her name Yui from Opening New Doors, where she yeah. came in and she played the virgin card really hard too. She yep. was like, "I'm a virgin. I'm a virgin. I'm very un like." very confused about how men react and blah, blah, blah. And then she, like, plotted a couple of things, right? I can't remember exactly her story, but she was, like... Yeah, no, that was it. She just kept playing the, like, innocent virgin, and I don't understand where all these guys are coming from. I don't understand how they feel about me. But then in the fourth chapter, they came out and they were, like, you're fucking... I can't remember his name. The really tall... No, that's from Boys and Girls in the City. That was... Yeah, that was the the one girl who was really worried because she was... She had a lot of fans, too. No, no, no. That was the really real... That was, the like, the 19-year-old and, like, the 30-year-old. Yes. That was Boys and Girls in the City. Yes. yes. I'm talking about Yui and um, Yodai? You... No, Yudai was the. I was guy. I was obsessed. This guy, he was. Uh, Io. Io. Oh, the soccer had, player guy. Yes, I had yeah. such a crush on Io, and he was so sweet. And he would he literally even said like I just want somebody to be my mom. And Yui is like I'm your mom. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Hi, I'll be your mommy. And yeah. so then that's what she did. And then they would like sneak away to mm-hmm. Io's family's place and fuck at his parents' place. Mm-hmm. And then the. <laughs> All of the other roommates in the last, like, two episodes of that season were like, we know what you've been doing. Please stop lying to us. Well, that's the thing is, like, especially in the fourth part of all of these seasons. Yeah. 
people start getting like real shady. Yeah. And people just are sick of covering for it anymore. And they're just like, no, we know you're fucking. Like, you don't have to pretend. We're going to be out of this house in like three days. Listen, we're going to air all of your skeletons, all your dirty laundry. Here it is. We don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's been so like earth shattering for me that people aren't calling each other out on this episode, but people are just being way more like loosey goosey with yeah. their actions. They're obviously just obviously sketch. Everyone's being sketchy. Everyone's shooting their shots where mm-hmm. they can. And it is getting, I cannot even imagine what the fourth chapter oh of this God. season is going to yeah. be. No. Also, can I just say 2020 hashtag shave your head. Kai got it early. Kai definitely jumped on that trend early. Holy cow. There was another thing that I wrote down about this is I need to screenshot the last episode where they say 2020 will be fun. Oh my god. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh honey, if you <laughs> Kai shaved his head in the last episode and yeah. then they say that 2020 will be fun and it's like, okay, Japan well, really is the trendsetter. <laughs> well, because they went to a, a temple shrine for New Year's because like yeah. that's such a normal Japanese thing. And they all got, like, their luck fortunes, and they're all like, yeah, this is our year. 2020 is going to be great. And then, like, the coronavirus hits, and it's fucking disaster for the entire world. And it's like, ooh, this didn't age well. This show that finished airing, like, three months ago, it's like, ugh. it Actually, it only stopped filming within the last, like, couple weeks. I was going to say, are they still filming? I didn't even know. I, because Google listens to me and what I do, my phone sends me these random things. And yeah, so I got one last week that said airing for Terrace House 2020 ended. uh, It was like the first week of April. Oh, okay. So it did start through like the coronavirus outbreak and everything over there. I don't know if they'll edit all of that stuff out, but that last episode of this chapter definitely did not age well no (laughs) age like milk sitting out on the counter yeah that's the thing it's wild yeah that's wild i wonder what the rest of the season will be like because they were supposed to go up until the olympics Mm. and the olympics are canceled now or postponed postponed and they were supposed to go up until like maybe like july or august of this year and I don't know if that means they'll, like, evacuate the house for a few months and then, like, come back later or who fucking knows. Or maybe they're just like, this is the end of the season. Bye. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. wild. Okay. What are some of your other gripes? Because I can okay. pile on, but I don't have anything else written except for, like, general Terrace House things. I do not have a list of gripes, but here are some things. One of my, it's not quite a gripe, but more of a question mark that I had. Can mm-hmm. we talk about Topaz's boss? <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking cartoon character. Yeah, he was so funny. I At one point, because he came on and he was talking, because they always do the, like, secret um, half of their face thing where you yes. don't, you get to see who they're talking to, but you can't see their face. And he's talking to his, his boss, Lily, who is apparently, like, a hugely famous illustrator. And I remember cackling at... It's mid-season, so it might not make sense because her boss was like, oh, I'll watch you on Tara's house. I, you know, I don't know anything about the show. And Topaz is like, well, it's mid-season, so it might not make any sense. Like, what sense does it need to be made that these people live in a house together? But, like, whatever. Yeah, and you're showing up, and now these people are interested in you. End of plot. And then he's like, oh, yeah, apparently sometimes the women, like, are bathing in the 
bathtubs. And he's like, I'll burn them on a DVD for you. <laughs> Ew. Yes. Okay. This oh is my God. gripe. Okay. You yeah. passes, or two passes boss is like some, he felt like a cartoon villain out of like, it reminded me out of that scene in the mask when he meets them in the back of the limo and he gets the mask and then he puts it on. It's like this very dramatic, like, or he already has the mask on. He drags Cameron Diaz into Mm -hmm. the back and then he's like, I want to watch, I want to watch you watch me put on the mask. And like, it's that very like (laughs) thing. And then he turns into that icky person. You're talking about the mob boss guy, right? Not Jim Carrey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Not yeah, Jim yeah. Carrey, the mob yeah, boss, yeah. when he no. gets the mask from Jim Carrey, yeah. he and puts he, it like, on. He literally does that weird creepy laugh, like, <laughs> it's like he can't not do that laugh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is Tupaz's boss. Actually, I would say Tupaz's boss is more like Quagmire from like, like, giggity, giggity. <laughs> but, okay, yes. <laughs> In reality, yes, absolutely. He is way more harmless than that. But the way that they had this, like, very dark film noir meeting with yes. him. In was, a limo or, like, in a private car. Yes. Yeah, that was very was weird. very much that. And then later on, Yamachan start or maybe it wasn't Yamachan, one of the commentators was like, how is Topaz so crafty? He's only 21. He acts like he's 54. And it's like, yo, you don't understand that his boss is telling him every move to make? Mm. He's clearly like, yes, these are the girls in the house. And he's like, this is how you wine and dine and 69 them. You know? <laughs> yes, because he's a pervy old man. Because then he, he was showing the Instagrams of the girls that live in the house to his employees and friends. I know. This boss is disgusting. Yeah. He's That's why he is the villain from The Mask. Yeah. Because it is problematic and not okay. And Quagmire is also problematic, but... Super problematic. But cartoony. Because it's literally a cartoon. Yes, but... It just, one is darker than the other, and I do not appreciate the vibe that Topaz is bought. And also, while we're on the subject, my other gripe is Topaz is a terrible assistant. He couldn't even figure out the electric kettle. Yeah. And so the boss was like, you, you put water in this reservoir, and then you press this button, and then you make me tea. Like, that was, and sir, you are an assistant to this high-level mm. illustrator. Well, and also... <sighs> So, like, do you remember when Topaz got, like, super weepy and was, like, I've never... He got super drunk and was, like, I don't know how to let people love me and I've I never let... I ex- express my love to people and I love that Vivi was, like, fuck that. You yeah. do all of these very nice things for people. You are very good at expressing your love. Like, what are you talking about that you don't know how to express your love? That's bullshit. And he's, like, okay. And I was, like, yes, Vivi. Tell these men what what they need to know because they are pretending like they don't know what they're into and that's so stupid. Vivi was not meant for this country because the men are as are not as forthcoming as they should be for her. She's like a guardian angel and she just came in and was like, "Oh, here is all of the things that you need to know. I'm going to tell them to you kindly and succinctly and you will just take them and internalize them and move on with your life and be a better yes. person." Yeah. Yeah, I loved that about her. I love her so much. I hope she stays in the house forever. <laughs> For the next she can 12 be the episodes. New, she can be the new Sana. Like, I love Sana. <gasps> Ooh, and she can come back. But, yeah, like, Sana needs to just, like, be with Noah and, like, move on with her life. 
And we can have Vivi forever, and it's fine. Yeah, we don't need Sana coming back to any new seasons. She yeah. has done, what, four seasons? Four seasons. You're done, girl. Yes, girl. And as much as I love you to death, I relate to her a lot. I've yeah, done, I love Sana. I have done some which Terrace House character are you, and it's always like, you're Sana, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course you are. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. No, I. so I was going to ask you, like, top five favorite Ooh, my top five Terrace House characters. characters. And since I'm springing this on you, I will give mine first. Yes, because, please. Mm-hmm. So my top five ended up being like a top seven. But because I, are are your two Shion and Subasa? Did mean, they get I did love, they get the top bill or are they one and two? I will take Subasa first because I love Subasa so much. Me she's, too. She's the character that I relate to the most. Also, mm-hmm. um, but I love Subasa. Mm-hmm. She's my number one always. Ride or die, bitch. I will fucking. Die for I Subasa. would die for Subasa. I also. love Subasa and her father and everything that she's about. Oh, don't even get me started. No, I won't. It's okay. Shion fell off a little bit for me because her and Subasa, him and Subasa, didn't end up like sticking it out. But he's still very funny, and I really yes, like him a lot. Great. I also like Shohei and Taka. Kind of like share a spot for me. I love them. They're both like m- like fatherly. Mm-hmm. like mentor characters for me. I just love they're both like so hopelessly bad at love, but just such kind people. I can you tell that I love kindness? All of my characters are, are like, just so they're always the like supporting figures in the house where it's like, "Oh, you're having a hard time? Here, let me bring you under my wing, I my little a, papataka yeah, wing." I love a supportive character. Yeah. I love just like a side character who's like not the like main exciting one but just like there to help everybody because that's who I am and so I instantly gravitate towards all of those characters. Yeah. Sana-san's up there. She's like so yeah if Taka and Shohei are like joint number three uh-huh. then Sana's like four and then I also just like really really loved Yusuke. Oh my god, I love Yusuke. From the Hawaii season? He's so the only redeemable character from that season. The I Aloha hate, season? I did not like Hawaii I hated at all. the Hawaii season. Yusuke was so I liked the other endearing. girl who like worked at the surf shop. She um she ended up dating that really young guy. Uh, oh yeah, she was she, she was, was fine, fine, but she was catty. I liked Lauren, but I didn't like her when she reject, rejected Yusuke. I loved Yusuke so much, and then he came back, and he was in this season in the first part. I thought he was gonna date uh, Haruka, I and thought, they went on this date, and oh it was so God. great. And then Haruka was like, "No thanks," because that's what she does enough. with all of the people that I love. I know. And fuck her. I know. Get the. So, yeah, so I love Yusuke and Hansan. I liked him a lot. He was just kind of like blah, but he was a good guy. I liked him a lot. So he'd be like my number six. But yeah, Subasa, Shion, Shohei Taka, Sena, and Yusuke. Those are my top five. Okay, I will give you this list, but they are not in order. They are just in as I'm coming off the cuff. Five. Yeah, That's fine. These That's are the okay. ones existing in the Subasa, mm-hmm. Papa Taka. I know you love Papa Taka even more than I do. I I really do. He Mm -hmm. was, like, such a father figure, and he was so sincere, and he was so driven by his not only snowboarding career, but his brew brand Mm -hmm. that he just, he worked really hard, and even he took all of the girls that rejected him in, like, such stride. He was like, okay, yeah. Well, he, like, learned something from it about himself. He's like, oh, yep, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I shouldn't have changed myself to fit that girl's image of what I should be. He's also just, like, very much your type. I feel like... 
Yeah, he's he like, is. No, like he's like a, like he's like a pro snowboarder and like he's very just like chill and just like I, wants to drink beer and like give advice and be fun and meet people and I feel like that's very much your energy. Yeah, one of the things that really turned me on about him was that he always talked about like, well, A, his company is called Brew because mm-hmm. he loves to drink so much. Yeah. And then when he drinks, all he wants to do is talk to people and learn about them and give them advice. Mm-hmm. That's my brand. Yeah, that's so your that's brand. That's all I that's do. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm not surprised Taka Papa is like your number and top five. that whole scene where he went back to revisit his family's farm and helped them like replant the entire field that was so cute also i love that he was so into like traditions yes so like for new year's he was like so who's cleaning what we're cleaning the whole house this is what we do at new year's day and everyone's like what the fuck we're not cleaning we're like 22 and we don't give a shit and he's like nope everyone grab a mop because we're cleaning this house from top to bottom and they're like what and then he was like oh by the way i invited my older brother and my like adorable old dad to the house and we're gonna make mochi with this fucking bamboo hammer all day so i hope you guys are into that and then we're doing this sushi the little the luge oh no wait he also did the noodle luge Right? He also set was it up... Was a noodle? It wasn't a noodle luge. Yeah, where they set up the bamboo oh. thing, and then they did the, like, chunks of soba noodles that would come down, and you would have to scoop yeah, them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also I set that, that was up. Him. Yeah. He just was, like, so into traditional things, and I feel like that... And having fun. That season... So that was my introduction to Terrace House, and that's why I have such, like, a fond memory of all of those characters, especially, like, the original, like, six. Mm-hmm. I have such fond feelings for them. I think the fact that they were outside of Tokyo and they were kind of secluded in the woods in the middle of nowhere made it so much more refreshing. Like, they couldn't just, like, bop out to Tokyo and they were kind of like... It's like, you know, when you go to... It was like a two-hour train ride to go to Tokyo and some people were commuting for work to do that. Yeah, but it was like when you go on vacation and your phone doesn't really work, you don't really feel, like, connected to the, the city. I feel like that made their bond so much stronger. Because, like, you had Taka and Tsubasa who were from the country mm-hmm. and were like, no, life moves a little bit slower here. Like, everything's fine and copacetic and it's totally chill. And then there'd be, like, the Tokyo people who are like, well, I don't know what else there is to do here. So, like, I'm going to make a snow fort. Or, like... Didn't Taka make that snow fort? No, it was Shion. Oh, Shion it was Shion. That's right. Fort. It was Shion. Okay. I do love him for making that for Subasa. He was just so cute. He was the cutest. It Shion. was it was disgusting that he would be like, "You know what? When she comes home from hockey practice and she needs to like stretch out, that's kind of hot." That was killing me. It's, and like I'm obsessive enough that I've gone back and rewatched the Shion Subasa scenes like a 100 billion times. You know this, but like I was so in love with their love. It was upsetting to me. I love their love, but I haven't rewatched it. Mm. I haven't rewatched any of the Kurosawa season mm-hmm. at all. So going back to my standings. Yes. Okay. So you In had no particular order. I have Subasa. Subasa and Taka. I have Taka. I really love uh, Kai from uh, Aloha State. He was the skateboarder. Mm. Oh, no, no. He was in Tokyo because he went on a couple dates with Yui. No, he was in Opening New Doors, you mean. Yeah, Kai. Yes, yes, yes. Opening, yeah, but yeah. they were in the city of Tokyo. So opening new doors. No, it was Kai Ruizawa because Yui was the opening new doors. That was the second half. Yes. Because there was Maya. And yes, they you're went right. To that like 
Optical Illusion Museum. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Kai yeah. was interesting. He was an interesting okay. guy. I don't know why. I, Kai is the same reason why I think I like Taka is that he is so laid back. Mm-hmm. And he was a skater boy. I spent a lot of my time at the skate park mm-hmm. watching people skate. And so when he took Yui on that date, like, oh, I'll teach you how to skateboard. And then she was bad at it. But then he kept like messing around with stuff. I was like, that's very much me because I cannot stay up on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. But he's he took her here, and I would just watch somebody skate all day. I, I just think it's so neat. Yeah. Um. But also, I'm just going off the cuff here. So if more people come up, he might get bumped down. But okay. I still follow him on Instagram, so I think I'm also going based on people that I see on Instagram. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, Sena, for sure. Yeah, Sena's queen. So now I'm at four. Yeah, Sena is me to a T. I love her to death. Um. Also, I think Hana is up there for me. Hana's very good. I like Hana a lot. It's it, it feels like I'm being robbed that she is not getting some sort of ending that she needs. Mm-hmm. She may in Chapter 4. But so far, um, she's done some things that I think are cringy, but not in a malicious way. No. More in a she's just really just putting herself out there. And she's trying everything. Mm-hmm. And she's being as real as that she can be. And I think she's so cool. She is. She's so cool. And like... Like you say, it's not cringy in, like, a gross way. It's cringy in, like, a, oh, girl, I've been in your I've shoes. I've been there. Yeah, I've and tried doing I'm this. I'm older now, and, like, I can look back and be like, oh, boy, I wouldn't have done it that way. But you're only 22, and so, like, I can't yeah. fault you for doing the things that I also would have done at 22. Like, yeah, that's, it's hard to watch, but you're still, like, I get it. I get it, girl. I'm sorry that this is happening to you. Yeah. Yeah, my very, very awful dating experiences are not recorded luckily <laughs> that's true i would not want anyone oh. to be privy to any of my i've explained to them numerous times my bad bad dating situations. i would rather retell them every single day of my life than have people actually watch oh, yeah, what happened no. that was one of the things that rio kept bringing up is his excuse why he couldn't see vivi he's like you're still in the house if you come hang out with me, the camera crews will be mm-hmm. there. And she was like, no, I will come hang out with you when they can't come. Like, why can't we just yeah. hang out together? And he kept being like, oh, it's not a good time. Like, he was just... I'm tired. He was just jerking off excuses into the mm-hmm. air. This is a very audio medium, but I have done the jack-off air emotion. <laughs> Every time he men- he's mentioned, we're jacking up into the air. Just picture that. The whiplash that I had from liking him at the beginning of this mm-hmm. chapter to hating him was just like instantaneous oh like, it was wild. you're a fucking asshole yeah you're a fuck boy i have him at the very top of my page as like oh my god he's my favorite character to yep drag him yes girl make these men squirm is what i kept writing all over my thing. Yes. Also, my page is littered with emojis. I tried my hardest to make emojis. This is my double eyes emoji. Sarah, that says 66. No, they're eyes. And what's this ghost in the window? Is this Hannah? That's Hannah looking <laughs> through the windows. She's a... <laughs> she's, a she's a literal ghost. That's I'm, very cute, Sarah. And this is crying Hang emoji. On. I also drew Hannah. Let me pull up mine. This is dead emoji. This is crying emoji. This is heart eyes emoji. I understand this one. This is... Wait, what is this one? This one's crying, like, river of tears crying emoji. Sarah, this is BB in a circle. <laughs> Where did I... I know I drew Hana. 
Where did she go? Because, oh my god, Hannah, the way that the house is set up is the girls' bedroom and the playroom, and I'm assuming another bathroom, because there's another like door, bathroom, yeah. are in the lofted part, and the girls' bedroom has a window to look down on the living room. That's bizarre. Oh, no, here she is. Oh my god, why does she, she has an antenna. Look at her. She's right here. Oh, it's <laughs> like a ah, exclamation point <laughs> i think i put an exclamation point above her head yeah. yeah here's another gripe that i have okay vivi she's great but mm-hmm. she walks into the house with all of these sketch pads and every time somebody brings it up she goes i haven't drawn in like six years oh my god don't look at it don't look at it i haven't drawn in so long oh my mm-hmm. god and i was like then bitch why are you bringing this here mm-hmm. why is this a thing you're just trying to make something about you and you're trying to make an interesting part and then people will flip through and go oh my god is this you and she goes oh my god that girl is so beautiful like don't even look at that of course that's not me how could you think it's me that's so the show though is they're all finding they're all trying to find ways to showcase like their talents and like their stuff all the time yeah i have another gripe about vivi okay there is a scene in episode five where they're all cleaning the house Mm -hmm. and the girls are having a conversation in the kitchen and this is before COVID-19 breaks out this has to be like September maybe yeah well this whole season was set between like September and January 1st so this is probably like yeah October November Mm -hmm. uh she is cleaning every box in the pantry with giant dishwashing gloves and a rag. <laughs> Why? Like is she dusting them? I don't remember. Yes, she is. <laughs> it's Emika and Vivi are in the kitchen and they're talking to I don't know who's outside of the kitchen, but they're mm. like, "Oh, we're just cleaning the kitchen." And Emika is like scrubbing the sink, and then mm-hmm. Vivi is at the pantry, <laughs> lightly dusting boxes and putting them in the pantry with these disgusting ass dishwashing gloves that have more germs on them than her actual oh, hands yeah. I, I, don't know. I found it so bizarre sarah and I then don't... also she goes through and she gets the liquor bottles they have that tiny little shelf above mm-hmm. the sink and she takes every single liquor bottle off with her disgusting rubber made gloves and wipes them off and puts them back also can i just say you can tell that they go out a lot more in this season because in karizawa they were there's nowhere to go well they were getting trashed like every other night yeah like um what was her name mitsuki i think was her name or mizuka um the girl who like left with her ex Blah, blah, blah. Oh, the sure. lingerie mm-hmm. artist girl. Yeah, she was working in Korea She would time. have, like, six beers and just start, like, yelling what she thought about people. Like, you're stealing your dad's credit card or, like, you're a loser. It was mostly to you, die. She was like, you suck. You don't do anything. You don't know how to cook. Also, stop stealing money from your dad. And they'd yeah, be like, grow up. And they'd be like, you're drunk. And she's like, so what? I've only had six beers. I'm fine. And yeah, people just got tanked. And like, uh, Sena, the night when she showed up at Christmas and she started drinking wine by herself downstairs. And they're like, is she still awake? And she's like, da 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 so Sena went the opening scene where they don't show the full face of the new person coming in, but they try to give you a little backstory. 
Saina was, she went to a really nice wine shop, Mm -hmm. and they helped her pick out two wines, and she brought them to the house, and she drank them by herself. She is a legend, and she is me, and (laughs) I love her (laughs) till the end. She is my number one ride or die. But that's the thing. People don't get drunk in the Tokyo houses. Well, except for Natsumi. No, Topaz. Well, no, Topaz got drunk and yelled his things, but, like, in Boys and Girls in the City, Natsumi would get crazy crazy drunk and she'd start screaming at everybody yeah and that she was, was not fun she was just loud and angry all the time sarah do you have any final thoughts about terrace house or this season in general that you were not able to express i think i got all of my thoughts out okay i will talk about my favorite Here. scene of this season of this like of this part of this season I don't know if I remember part one well enough, but at least the last part one and two. Or two two and three. three. Okay. Let me see. What was my favorite part? I will just say my favorite part that got me the most excited about this current season of Terrace House was the Vivi Rio kiss. Even though Rio is garbage. It was the one time that I was, like, yelling mm-hmm. and, like, super hype, and it it really got me. I don't know. This is so telling between the two of us, because my favorite part from oh, the season... Oh, Sarah, what did somebody do that is so sincere and so innocent? It was Pepe going to the <gasps> Oh, konbini. no, you know what? That should be mine also. That was it was so Pepe great. going to the konbini and seeing his manga on the shelf for the first time, and that little old lady telling him that she would be his biggest fan. That's my favorite part of this whole season. Sarah, you're right. I did not look at my notes enough that is absolutely my favorite part too. i will say the vivi rio kiss thing was the hottest thing from like the entire it was four series yes. we've ever seen combined that was the most like sensual part of the entire show but pepe seeing his manga on in print for the first time like had me almost bawling i was so excited about that also i would just put pepe's arc as one of my favorite, yes. I didn't even say Pepe in my favorite Terrace House oh, characters. I didn't either. I didn't bring up anybody from this season. Sarah, Pepe is my number one. Okay. And I need this on record, so if he ever hears this, he knows okay, that. Pepe, you know, honey, you're our number one. Just, like, his whole journey of coming from Italy, being like, mm-hmm. I am going to learn Japanese because I want to be a manga artist. Mm-hmm. And then coming here. And then... That was uh, Haruke's whole problem with him. She's like, you work too much. You work so much. Oh, how am I supposed to spend time with you? When all he was doing, he kept saying, I work so hard to get the reward that I have free time to hang out with Haruka specifically. I know. That is the most romantic thing I've ever heard in my life. I wish more people thought that way because I also work a lot and I'm always like, yeah, I make time for you. I made time to yeah. hang out with you in this brewery or like at this. Or the reason that you are slugging through this awful work day is yeah. to be able to spend more time with me. Yeah. Me specifically. That is so sweet. Yes. Pepe makes it in the top five. We'll kick someone else out. Fuck them all. Pepe Hansan. is my one through five. Get rid five. of Hansan oh. and Shohei. We'll put Pepe in there. I love Pepe also. I'm just, I was very burned that he was not in this 
mm-hmm. chapter because I was like, I cannot wait to spend more time with this guy. Yeah. And then peaced out immediately. Yeah. Oh, what a guy. Okay, Sarah, tell me. I'm going to count down. Three, two, one. You tell me your biggest guilty pleasure about Terrace House. What do you enjoy the most? Ready? Three, two, one, go. I like pretending I know more Japanese than I actually know. (laughs) (laughs) I like read, or I use the subtitles to learn more Japanese. And like, I've been watching anime for so long that I've stolen a lot of Japanese words that I don't know how to use correctly at all. But yeah, whenever they yell like, Umedeto! As like, congratulations, or Orasai! As I'm so happy! I like get little tingles in my brain. I'm like, oh man, I know so much Japanese. I'm so good at this. And it's not true at all, but it makes me feel very proud. Okay, Kelly. I love that. Three, two, one. What is your biggest guilty pleasure about Terrace House? Aside from watching the really, really fun connections that happen, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the whole point of the show, my favorite subcategory of this show is watching what they cook. Yeah. They make the most beautiful meals on this show, and it's just roommates living together. And they're always like, oh, yeah, I just threw this curry together from a bag of frozen curry. It's like, like, oh, nothing. it's just what we had in the house. I just made hot pot. No big deal. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, and and everything. like, mm, ma, ma. Oh, it's delicious. Ma, ma, ma. And I'm like, it looks fucking delicious. And the way that they present everything, it's not mm-hmm. just like, hey, I threw this in a bowl. Their presentation is chopped worthy. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Well, they're always making stuff, like, they make hot pot, like, once a week, and they do, like, those little, what are the little, like, balls, the egg balls? Um, Takoyaki, I think? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. They're always making takoyaki. They have, like, a little takoyaki hot plate thing that they use. Even, I love, in one of the last episodes with Boss, where they were making him gluten-free pancakes, Mm -hmm. it's always an inclusive activity for everyone to be cooking. Even if they're not doing it, they bring the griddle to the dining room table and they cook the pancakes in front of everyone and then serve them directly. Mm -hmm. And they do that with the tokoyaki and they've done that with hot pot and everything else. And I just think it's super great that they do. It's almost like they're like a... What do they call those here? The I've never been to one. Oh, like a um, Japanese steakhouse? Like yeah, a, um, where, I'm, oh, I'm cooking in front of you, and then I serve you in front yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's just really neat that they do that in-house, and everything looks beautiful, and aside from the weird food incidents, Ooh, everything tastes Can good. I also mention the coward omelet? Because that's one of my favorite <gasps> yes. things ever. Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. also, Coward Omelette is probably my favorite food oh incident. Oh my god, it's the best. We'll have to get into, like, just other Terrace House things, but yeah. Maybe the... we should do a rewatch of the other oh seasons, god, and yeah. then we can have bonus episodes if people are actually interested yeah, in Terrace House. Yeah, you guys are into listening to Or us. we can just do it and talk about it ourselves, oh because I can talk about Terrace House yes. eight days a week. So, we will leave you with a, like... Onegaishimasu. No, not onegaishimasu. That means like... Arigato gozaimasu. Arigato gozaimasu for listening to our Terrace House nonsense. Remember how Sarah says she thinks she knows how more Japanese That's than she That's what I does? said. I don't know Japanese, but I can <laughs> pretend that I know it. Arigato gozaimasu. Join us for our regular episode that will be yep. out soon. Yes. 
We appreciate all you all listening to yes. our nonsense. Thank you for coming to our Terrace House rant. We're so glad that you came. So we also want to thank the Legal Immigrants for the use of our theme song, Panacea, and Melophobics for their song, Tortuga. Um, you can follow both of them on Instagram and Facebook and Spotify. Legal Immigrants are at Legal Immies on Instagram, and Melophobics is at Melophobics Music. Um, you can also chat with us if you want to talk to us about your Terrace House, like top five or like oh my god, please craziest tell me. moments. <laughs> you can find us at can.we.just.say on Instagram, or you can email us at can.we.just.saypodcast at gmail.com. So yeah, we'd love to hear your Terrace House theories or feelings. Or also, honestly, I am so craving or here for reality shows that are mm-hmm. similar to this. Yeah. Also, I am just starved for anything that feels very Terrace House related. Sarah and I were also into the circle from America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil did not have the same vibe for no. us. I've started... The Circle France, it's kind of going the same way or worse mm. that Brazil did. Oh, so boy. don't even worry about that. But if you have anything that is wholesome, good, reality TV, please send us your recommendations. Mm-hmm. I We are both starved for them. Yeah, we're here for it. So thank you again. Yeah. Bye. Bye.